Hello and welcome to another episode of Beside Ourselves Podcast. We are here to talk about a true classic that no one has ever heard of. It's <laughs> Not a, enough people have heard of. It's Don't Stop Believing My Journey, isn't it? No, oh. stop it. <laughs> um, I'm Danny, and I'm joined by my good friend to my left. Uh, uh, hi, I, I am Shakuna. Hello, everyone. Good. <laughs> I'm Ron and Burgundy. I- I don't, I don't know if you could make it. Is are, are the roads too icy, or is Benny here? Oh, oh no, no, just <laughs> I, I understand that joke, that reference. Uh huh. Sure you don't. Um, sure you don't. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Enjoyed by Benny. And Benny's quit I mean, the podcast. I want to make one joke. Reference. I mean, the band sucks anyway. So, uh, <laughs> oh, you take that back. I don't, they don't know which <laughs> band I'm talking about, and they clearly do not suck. I. <laughs> To be honest, Benny, I was going to cancel too until Shakuna came and got me because on my ride home was like, oh, there's no way I'm driving in this. Yeah. And then so the Shakuna was brave and came and got me out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah I did. So I think I guess I feel if there are any, if there's any listeners <laughs> who care about this story, um, but we were supposed to, well, I'll say we were supposed to go because they still went, but we collectively go see uh, Bayside. And last weekend there was like, like Mother Nature. Wanted to be a little bitch, um, and just uh, they drop a bunch of like snow and ice on us, and I like my anxiety riddled brain was like fuck that. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to wait. Well, first of all, I was waiting after work, and there's no like shade on Jakuna because he he had, he had shit going on. I did. Um, but I was like I was at work like just waiting there for like for, like an hour. I'm like I don't know how long this guy's gonna be. <laughs> And it, it already looks shitty outside. I can hear like sirens going off like, every like five minutes, and I'm like, <laughs> "Fuck!" And then yeah, so I just I, I ended up driving driving home, mm-hmm. and they ended up braving the weather and yeah, seeing Bayside, um, which I am jealous. But I'm also, I mean, I'm also not jealous because I didn't actually, yeah. no, I didn't actually know the music that well. So it wasn't it was a concert I could afford to to miss. I just missed being with you guys. I, I, it, it wasn't really about the music. I just was about the like, hanging with you guys and missing that opportunity. We but, were talking about how like if if Shakuna would have actually left on time and met with you, you go, you would have probably went. But then when I got out of work, I would have been like, I'm not coming, you guys. <laughs> yeah. So I would have gotten so, either one of you. I would have either gotten none of you or one of you. So yeah. <laughs> well, it was funny because once I so. Once I got home, it, it didn't. It wasn't that bad. I did see some like crazy, like like like, uh, and hear some crazy like th- thunder and lightning. Yeah, which it was, was insane. Oh, so yeah, we got some. We got thunder snow, y'all. Thunder snow. Yeah, it was it was nuts. But because what's nice about my street is that it's on a school bus route, so they were like they plowed it like super quick. I mean, but the other side of that coin is is that. My wife was out in the world doing her thing, and when she came back, like I had to be there to like shovel the snow at, like off the driveway because it was like heavy as fuck. Oh, sure it was, um, yeah. And it would have been a pain in the ass for her to to do just because it not not because it was too heavy for her, just because it was it just it was a lot, and it just was like it was it was a pain in the ass. So, uh, so funny story to add on to that, Benny. Uh, so very similar to your subdivision where you live. <laughs> 
my subdivision is exactly the same way. So the main road that goes into my subdivision is a school bus route. So that gets plowed like immediately, like with, within seconds, like as soon as like snow falls, like there must be like sure. a bat signal that goes off or something like that. But the road that cuts off of it that leads to where my house is never gets plowed. So, so it, it could be like feet upon feet of snow and, and uh, everyone's just like, well, I guess we're just going to wait until uh, plow trucks show up and which won't be for like another three days. So hurry so, so hurry with that. I'm very curious. So like, so you saw like Bayside and I'm I'm the Avalanche. Did, did. you see I'm the Avalanche? You, like, did you guys get yep. there in time? Or we got there it... just as they were going on. Oh, we wow. saw most all of their, most of their sex. We went down to buy merch during yeah the first half of their set, but then we went up and enjoyed the last few songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, cool. So, uh, and also to kind of add on to that, so, so then the drive back wasn't like super horrible because like I felt like there was enough time for like plow trucks drive. to go through. Well, it it was it was fine until I dropped you off, Dan, and then I almost got stuck in your freaking city, like coming back home, <laughs> because like oh, no. because GPS is like it couldn't like figure out like where like the best path was, so it just like it routed me on these like random side streets to get me to like a main highway. Uh, so then, so I was like, okay, I'm like, well, this isn't like horrible. Cause I just like bought some brand new tires. So I'm like, they're all season tires. They should be able to handle a good majority of this. And then I wasn't looking, I probably should have. Cause I was like looking down at the map while I was like, had like one hand on the wheel and I look up and like, sure enough, like right in front of me, there was like, there's a path of like tire tracks that like, I'm trying to like stay on, but then my tires kind of like veer off a little bit. And then all of a sudden, like one side of my car is basically underneath, like, I want to say at least seven or eight inches of snow. <laughs> and then the other half is not. And it's like, it's like two sides are competing with each other. And then all of a sudden I hear my engine go. Oh. And I'm like, and I was like, motherfucker, if I have to call Dan and have him go and find me wherever the fuck I am and then get me out of this shit. I would have. I, I mean, I would appreciate if you did, but I also would have I've been like, Man, what a fucking damper to a good night. But thankfully, my, my car was able to like kind of like Whoa. rev up enough to get me like out of that bank. But man, that that was fucking my heart like dropped in my stomach there for like a hot second. It was it was not fun. Well, I have you guys like survived and had a good time. I mean, so we did. I, again, I don't want to like put any like negative into the universe because I heard it's packing the snow this weekend too. But if it was this weekend, I'd be going to that no matter what. Like I, I'd be uh-huh. finding a way. Oh, is your guys' newfound glory show this weekend? Yeah. yeah. Um, it is. Um, yeah. So, like, no matter what, I'd be, I'd be getting that. I heard it's not gonna be that bad, and so, but it's still probably it's gonna snow a little bit. But I'm, no matter what, I'm fucking. Going it might be that. the I, same thing. It it's might supposed be. to be like crazy snowy Friday. Is that when the show is? No, I think it's Sunday, Sunday. right? Yeah. Oh, Sunday. you're fine because the rest of the weekend is gonna be like last weekend, where it gets warm and melts everything. Pretty much. The only thing that's gonna suck is it's Pontiac, so you know that like city services in Pontiac aren't exactly the greatest. But yeah. We'll, uh, uh, I'm not worried about that. So. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, we're definitely right, not well, paying for not... parking. That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> we're not here to talk about Newfound Glory or Bayside. We're here to talk about the 2004 album by North Star, Pollyanna. So, so what's some details about this uh, band there, uh, Danny? Because I don't think either myself or Benny has heard anything about these guys. Well, Never. let me tell you, kiddos. <laughs> <laughs> Grab your Since monocle, the band's sir. Inception. They have been around five guitarists and three different bassists, which is funny. Yeah. Like, they uh-huh. only had two albums, and they went through so many <laughs> musicians. They have been Oof. a three-piece, a four-piece, and a five-piece band due to lack of de- or dedication in the music scene in Huntsville area. The band decided to start touring the country in 2000 and toured a ton with like every band we have ever loved. Such as? 
Um, they oh, toured oh, with oh. like something corporate. They co- yeah. toured like they toured with all the major emo bands. I think Take It Back Sunday. Speaking of Take It Back Sunday, the band released their debut album, This Thing's Loaded, on October twenty second, two thousand two, and. This guy from Brooklyn Vegan said that influenced later work of Take It Back Sunday. Like interesting, they loved it that much. It's it that album remains one of the best albums or most underrated emo albums of that era. Sure, sure. Um, so in two thousand two on Triple Crown Records they put out Is This Thing Loaded, and then on Triple Crown Records in two thousand four they put out Pollyanna, and then they went on hiatus that December right after this album was released. They released the B-sides later on in life, but besides that, they've never done anything else together. Womp, womp. But it's crazy because both those albums, I feel like, are incredible albums of that time period. Like I would definitely say that core emo albums. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was definitely going to say that, and you'll probably note this a lot in my notes as we as we continue on. But like this album, as well as a lot of our albums of that time period, has a very distinct signature sound. That's yep. like it almost goes, okay, yeah, I you could you could put me blindfold and, and not tell me who the band is or any, any of the songs, but like and I'd be like, yeah, it probably came out in two thousand three, maybe two thousand four, perhaps two thousand three to two thousand eight. Yeah, right. those bands sounded this way. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. All right. Uh, well, uh, unless I also want to preface oh, yeah. this by saying I don't love this album. I really like it, and I do think people need to know it. But I've learned from past episodes not to bring an album i think is perfect to the table otherwise dan cries and then never talks to both either me or benny for like two weeks yeah (laughs) that never happened never never not not a one let's get into this bad boy let's do it yeah let's have some fun all right all right so track one for members only let's go baby So like I said in the beginning part, this band and this album are really unsung heroes of this era of emo alternative music. The fresh guitar licks, the driving bass lines, the lyrics that roll punches and kisses like a poet in a bar fight. (laughs) Wow. I I made that myself. Wow. Good for you. (laughs) This, like many albums of this time period, have lyrics chocked full of double meanings and confusing landscapes. The song is no exception. I think it's about meeting someone wild and being afraid they're not going to work out. Uh, but also being excited to show them who you are as it goes. Mm-hmm. But again, a lot of these lyrics, huh, I mean, you can kind of guess what they're going for. Yeah, and, right. Um, I oh, sorry, you're gonna go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say my notes, but if, if you got if you got to go, go ahead, Benny. You're fine. Go, go for it, Benny. So I mean, I uh, and this is kind of gonna be kind of like a, like like my theme of this. I'm kind of sad that I didn't <laughs> I didn't find this album in my my earlier like years. I mean. It w- it really came out of left field. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, no, that's the very strange. Brought to you by no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, let no, me tell I, you about our sponsor, I, I, everybody. No, it's <laughs> um, I love it though. I, I mean, I guess I don't really have. I mean, I think like like like, like, like lyrically and musically, like, I I love this album. Like, I think it's like, it's super super awesome. <laughs> and this song was a great, I guess, intro to the band. Um, to me, I mean, and. 
the opening I thought was somewhat like deliberate. Like, deliberate. Isn't it good what you would hear at the start of a show? Just like the like the like the slow build up, and it just kind of hits you. Like, oh, I would love to be in the room for like that. Like first, like like, like, like I guess like chord because I think it'd be, it's just like a really really like a, like a deliberate and I guess really, really impactful intro. And I, I thought it was like super catchy, and I thought it was I really 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 well done. And I actually like, love the song. It's one of my favorites. Uh, I wish real quick to throw it in one of their last tours because I never saw them live sadly mm-hmm. I, I found this album after they broke up or maybe well remember they broke up the December of this album oh geez yeah um, but their, one of their last tours I believe was All American Rejects in Motion City Ooh, nice. and then they jumped on Take It Back Sunny and Starting Line for the November December and then they broke up Wow, <laughs> I might have seen them I mean there's a chance <laughs> possibility 2004 so I mean, they broke up in 2004 you said right yeah, yeah. and i went to a lot of shows around this time same so... i i might have not seen them because i remember like i saw like all those bands a lot in 2004 2005 but i might not have have seen uh like, like that but it doesn't matter it's fine but yeah <laughs> go ahead <Shkuna. laughs> you're fine so uh I may or may not. I, I think it might be with Dan in, in this camp a little bit, where I'm I'm kind of like lukewarm on this album. So the the first thought I had, and keep in mind, I've listened to this album now three times. Uh, I still keep coming back. While I agree with you, Benny, with, that this is a very good introduction to the band, I can't help but hear "Taking Back Sunday" so much in, on this song, where it's kind of like it's almost like I, I the first time I heard, it, I was like, wait a second, I'm like. Did I'm like, did I accidentally click on the wrong song? Or because it sounds like a Taking Back Sunday song. I'm like, what, what's wrong with this? And then I looked up, I'm like, oh, wait a second, this is the album that we're supposed to be reviewing. Uh, okay, fine. Uh, and then the but the more and more I listened to it, the more it started to grow on me. Uh, and now it's like I'm absolutely infatuated with the chorus in this song. Um, and also, I know they signed a triple crown, but man, this really felt like they should have signed a drive through at some point because it felt like this is just like it would have been felt so much in line with pretty much everything else the label was putting out at that point in time. That's a great take. I, I would agree with that too. Yeah. But yeah, I, I love that song. It's, it's, uh, and Dan, I just want to say, like, feel free to bring albums that you love because I assume, <laughs> oh, that, I assume that you love this album. Like, oh, I love it. It's not like there's flaws with this one though. Like, I'm cool yeah. with, sure. Like well, Hot Rod I, Circuit, I found no flaws in because I grew oh. up with that as a part of my heart. I know. And also, I do want to take note of this. Their first album, Is This Thing Loaded, came out in 2002, the same year as Take It Back Sunday's first album. Oh, really? Sure. Interesting. And then this album came out in 2004, the same year as uh, Take It Back Sunday's second album. Okay. Mm. So wow. I don't think they were copying each other, if anything. They were just in that era, and this is the music sure. that was coming out. Yeah, this was just well, the mode. I was making that point, Daniel, is because oh, I came into this like uh, podcast like, like excited <laughs> to like, like talk like a, a lot of positive things about this record, and, I, and I'm like, I thought you'd be excited about it. I am excited. Then, actually. I knew you'd like, like it. Eh. Okay. I had a feeling you would like it, but I mean, we could always be wrong. But I was like, I think Betty's really gonna like this one. <laughs> no, I, it's, uh, I I definitely definitely do. It definitely my like I guess like my like a uh, like I guess. My like my vibe, like, it definitely is my thing for sure. Um, but uh, let's go on to the next one, man. Yeah, let's do it. Track two, Pollyanna. Hey, it, that's the title track of this album. Is it? Wow, it is. This is how it is. Toxic and 
if that is not Midwest emo guitars at its best, come on. Oh my god. Like the the fingering and the picking that's going on there, it's just like wow. I mean, I don't remember where they're from. I don't think it's Midwest, but that is complete Midwest emo. Huntsville, Alabama. Yep. Oh yeah, so not they're definitely not Midwest. But no. He's talking about hospital beds, stopping time, running through my fingers like he's losing her, oncoming disasters. I always took the song as losing someone. But again, these lyrics could be anything. True. But th- this one does seem to lean very heavily into this person I love is not going to be with me in some way. Yeah. And I found, I mean, like, there was like hospital beds, like, like being like, like medicine was like a huge like theme that kind of was like intertwined throughout this whole album like he also says hospital beds in like five songs (laughs) yeah that's that's what i was gonna say and is it so i i looked up what pollyanna is and i if i'm i could be wrong so keep me honest here but is it i'm pretty sure it's about like being like overly like like overly i guess like positive or like overly optimistic i'm gonna look that up right now because that's what i you should should totally look you that up. absolutely should yeah. excessively cheerful or optimistic person um okay so maybe like the like i guess like the theme is like to be overly optimistic even though like things are probably going to go to shit um, yeah yeah which could, could be the theme i mean i took it as like a i guess like a, like a punk rock a punk rock like like love song um which i'm all about um <laughs> and actually i i i was a, I was a big fan of this uh i I love this song. And also, yeah, it, I forgot to mention, it's got very fallout Boy lyrics at one point. The Just a pillow I've used a thousand times wrapped in velvet and filled with thorns. I, so that was, was my like, second okay, point. He wins. Like that, <laughs> like that, uh, like that line, that couple lines, like, it, you're so heavy, you're so warm. Yeah. Just a pillow I've used a thousand times wrapped in velvet and filled with thorns. Like, oh, like that's again, like it's good lyric. I forget what you said about Bo being like poetic. Um, what would you say earlier? It was like uh, being poetic and... Oh, my good line that I wrote? Yes. Um, <laughs> hold on. Uh, lyrics that roll punches and kisses like a poet in a bar fight. Damn. Oh, lyrics chocked full of double meanings and confusing landscapes. <laughs> Thanks. I was inspired by this album to write that review. <laughs> but, oh, yeah. It's a, I, I was a huge fan of that, of that, that track, too. Faux show. Uh, so, uh, my notes on this one are, are really actually pretty simple. I just said, this is early 2000s pop punk goodness. It's a tried and true formula that never disappoints. Um, b- but instead of getting fallout vi- boy vibes, I'm getting really early Spittlefield vibes on this song. And I don't know why Ooh, love this, early Spittlefield. yeah, right. Uh, I personally like anything that Spittlefield's done. Uh, their, their very, their last album that they put out was absolutely fantastic. And I'm actually kind of a little bit disappointed that like it didn't go as far as it should have. Um, but you know, that's neither here nor there. I need uh, to re-listen to it because I didn't like it the first time. I oh heard it. man. I think that's... it's because their first album I loved so much yeah yeah, uh better than knowing where you are that album is so so good uh at least the first like the first six or seven songs are just an absolute chef's kiss of pop punk i I absolutely love it so highly recommend you give that uh give that other one a listen at some point anywho um but yeah that's that's really all i had in terms of notes (laughs) i say that a lot don't you know that's a new one no i say that all the time say that i say that all the time oh maybe i can say it in front of you guys Spittlefield's album "Remembering Right Now" came out in 2003, so right smack dab between the so, two. So then there you started. go. That's probably it's the reason why. Era, man. That's it's probably the reason era. why I'm getting that. Makes sense. All, All right. right. So 
track three, American Living. American yep. Living. America. America. Fuck yeah. So, I mean, I love this song. I'm going to have a little criticism here. Not really criticism, even. This song had to have influenced Stray Light Run because they oh, toured yeah. with Taking Back Sunny on the second album. And the way this is sung, the tempo and the styles is exactly like how John Nolan sings on all of Stray Light Run. Yes. But this album came out the same year as Stray Light Run, self-titled, but it came out earlier. So I don't know if it was completely that much influence. <laughs> But this song could be about avoiding fights with a loved one. But honestly, it's a sick song with insane lyrics. I have no idea what it's truly about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Benny. I was hoping you guys would take stabs at what you think the songs are about because oh, I, I mean, really could interpret it however you want. I, I kind of did, but I'll bet you couldn't go first. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't uh, put any really interpretations. I was really kind of more, more approaching this album from like a just kind of uh, like, like a, a technique slash just musicality standpoint. Uh, yep. I, I really wish I would have dived a little bit deeper into lyrics and, and, uh, than I did. Um, but anyways, the, uh, the notes I have here, this song reminds me of the standard crowd participation pop song, pop, eh, pop punk song, especially when the, like, the lead singer talks about my American dream and something about microphones. Like, it just feels like that's just like a, a, a standard like respond, like crowd response to back to whoever the singer is to just kind of ramp up the excitement inside sure. the auditorium where they're performing at. Um, like I said, it's not a bad song as as a matter of fact, I'd say it's probably ranks in like my top five on the album. Um, right. And I really, really, really love the breakdown before the course like ramps back up, like to get into like, just kind of like the, the hard driving sort of uh beat of, of the track. So yeah, it's uh it's, it's a good one for sure. Yeah. So mine, like my, I guess like my, my first point kind of like uh goes along with what you were, you, you just said, Shakuna, where okay. like, I like how like the temp changes like two or three, like, like two or three times before the chorus, it, it kind of builds up and builds up and builds up. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that. I, I, I thought that th 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 was awesome. <laughs> and I, I thought that was a really good way to like, again, it's, and it could be like, an, I've, I've, I heard that. I hear that a lot in this, like in this like, album, but I still think it, it makes it's a great impact of the song. I think it's a kind of about, again, like probably like a, like a joke encounter, maybe like a, a one night stand, maybe kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I guess kind of, kind of got like, it's like a, and a, like a drunk like sort, sort of encounter, which again, I can maybe, see that. maybe not. Um, but there's, there's a lot of, uh, boozy, um, references. Boozy. Um, boozy. <laughs> throughout this album too. So a getting a little boozy in here. Uh, Only Benny is. I'm not. Well, I am drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> All right, track four: the pornographer's daughter. The porn. Oh. Ooh, sexy. Let's go. Or pornographers. Yeah. Oh. So I love the backing vocals on the chorus. I think they're fantastic. The guitar picking on the second verse is insanely cool. 
this band doesn't write meaningful lyrics they just write poetry as next so and then uh this song gives me massive, massive hot rod circuit vibes, and I bet Bonnie Benny didn't love this one as much. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Wow, shots fired okay. back again. So, are, are you finished? You put your your your, your, your point in. Yep. So <laughs> this is my least, my least favorite. Song. <laughs> I knew it. You just don't like but, that style of emo. <laughs> oh, that's I. Again, I actually I didn't mind this song, but it was my least favorite song. Um, however, um. What, some of the lyrics that really stood to me, um, it was like, uh, so one, one, at one point in the song, it goes, uh, so I, I smile like a child sitting in the sea, forget about what's in the water, just focusing on me. I'm, I'm, I'll be the phantom of the opera. I'll be the lantern you blow out first. Oh, I fucking, <laughs> just, as, as, just as, as a poet, I think that's why I love, I love song too much, so much too, because like, I just, there's a lot of poetry yeah. in this album. Um, but as you pointed out, and you clearly know me pretty well, <laughs> um, again, least favorite song. It's still a good song. It's just my least favorite um, out of the album. Makes sense. That's hilarious that you called that shit out. <laughs> you well, did. It, it, like the way it's sung, his cadences and everything, it's like, oh, this feels like Hot Rod Circuit, like hardcore. And I was like, I don't think Benny... I think Benny's really gonna like this album, but I think this is the one song he's not gonna like. And I was hilarious. Nail, nail on the fucking head, dude. Nail on the fucking head. Uh, so the notes I had for here, um, and this is not necessarily a huge criticism because we've kind of already talked about this already uh, on the podcast. The more and more uh, that I listen to songs on this album, this is what I wrote in my notes. The more it reminds me of other acts in the same era. It, this isn't a bad thing by any means, but it makes me realize why I didn't pick up on this band during that time period because the chorus. Didn't really grab me. There really wasn't a whole lot. And plus also that like echo refrain that also exists in the background. Just it felt like so much of something else where I was just like, oh, God, I, I'm like, I'm just waiting for them to say something like I'm about, to, you know, I die for you, girl, you know, or, or something like that. Where it's like, OK, I get it. Fine. But they never went that route. But it, I mean, you didn't go that route, but it might as well have. Uh, it's. I think that's why I love this album so much, is because it is just poetry. These yeah. lyrics, they're not really trying to get too much across. It's like if someone wrote poems and then took it into the studio. Sure, totally. Um, but I agree with Benny. This is my least favorite song on this album so far. Um, it's, it's, it doesn't just, it doesn't break any new ground. Doesn't really do anything. It just, it's like wash, rinse, repeat, and it's like, ugh, okay, fine, <laughs> I guess. Whatever. All right, track five, like AM radio. Like AM radio. Uh, hold on one second, everybody. Wait, why? Excuse me. Hold on one second, guys. You're excused. Oh, thank you. I I like being excused. Did you poop? No, it just uh, for some odd reason <laughs> Spotify crashed on me. Hold on, let me just restart that real quick. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, there it goes. Okay, hold on. Here we go. Boom. My friend said it's alright. I keep my hands just out of sight. In bedrooms where I'm nothing else. Broken lots and empty shacks. And wonderful paintings of my wedding dresses. I will love you forever. But these paintings will last longer. This fake old melting in my hands to get it. So, in my opinion, this is where the album takes a dip. Um, I love the first four songs. 
there's a few songs I don't like, and then I like the last few songs, not to spoil too much, but this sure. song is my least one of my least favorites on the album. Interesting. I think it's just kind of boring. It's not mm. terrible, though. Okay. So a uh, funny story about that is actually this is kind of one of one of the songs I actually I enjoy. Knew it's... This, I knew <laughs> – like the, this song and the next song are my least favorites on the album, and I had a feeling that you were gonna be like, "I love these two songs." No, so here's the thing: like, I don't like track four all that much. Uh, but this song, it, this went from my least favorite to my most favorite song on the album so far. I love the mini breakdown, the chorus, and pretty much everything about the song. The lyrics are a tad sophomoric, as we've mentioned before already. But I expect this from this era pop punk and emo, so it, that doesn't really bother me as much. Uh, but yeah, just the, the driving chorus on this is just, it's everything to me. I, I really, really, really like this song a lot. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that, 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 I mean, that's, that, that's your opinion. The, so yeah, you hate it too, Benny? Is no, that... I mean, I that's why, so what Dan kind of said about the last song, I'm like, I, I so I, I heard this song and I'm like, oh, shit. Because I, <laughs> I, I, I was worried that it was going to be as Dan kind of pointed out, like just like, like a downward spiral from four to five and onward. Yeah. Luckily, that was, that's not the case. Um, I mean, I didn't really enjoy it that much. Again, it's probably like, again, like probably like my second least favorite song mm. um, <laughs> on the album. Um, but I mean, again, like it's any guess what it's about? I mean, maybe like drug use, OD. I, I don't know. I have no idea. And there, and there's God, and then there's me. There's Saturn, and then there's me. Forget everything in between. I'm like, what are you getting at here, bro? <laughs> See, I don't even care about that, man. Just it was that it was like once again, just the the uh, the pace of this song is just it's perfect for that era. I don't know. I knew it was going to be your favorite pace. Like, it's fine. It's, that's what I need, though. I I need you something that just, so well, sir. That that put seriously. You can read us like a book, can't you? Um, <laughs> That said, are we moving on to the next track, eh? Sure. Yep. Okay, let's do it. This will be track six, Accident Underwater. There you go. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Right. I mean, I think I'm wrong, but my first note is this is slower and boring, but not as bad as like AM radio. I have a feeling this might be Shakuna's favorite, <laughs> which is funny, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, he sings a lot about hospital beds, and again, we hear it in this yeah. song. Um, uh, you can tell by the drums that there's no energy in the song, in my opinion. Like, that's really where you first notice that the energy has kind of went away, and like... I mean, I've known this album for a very long time, so I know the energy comes back. But first time listening to this, you're like, oh, no, did this band just like lose their oomph after track four? Dude, um, even the guitar solo seems a little boring for what you've seen them do already throughout this album. The lyrics are better than radio, however. Yeah. So the notes I put here is I feel like I'm having a bipolar episode because this song just feels lazy to me. Low energy, okay. <laughs> no real crescendo of a chorus. It just feels like a throwaway B-side that they need to pad out the album to get to 11 songs. It's it's weird because oh, yeah. like I'm going from like, hate this song, love this song, hate this song, 
Love this song. <laughs> it's like, what? So why? Why? And uh, I was hoping this would be the song to kind of turn things around. And like, so I mentioned before how the tempo kind of like, ch- like in the previous songs kind of like went from like like slow and it kind of built up a little bit. I was waiting for like it to like turn around. Yeah. And it never happened. There was it didn't ever change, and I was like. <sighs> It is a tough listen. Um, I think the like the, the that like, string of like of, of like what like three songs, um, is are like were like tougher listens to me. I mean, it's not necessarily a bad song, but I just right. I wanted, I just wanted like, like something to change, and that change never happened. But as Dan pointed out, it eventually does, just not with this song. It does, so, yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, God, yeah, <laughs> just... all right. All right, I, I I'm, to, I'm, I'm actually glad you didn't love that song. <laughs> All right, tr- track seven, two zero zero. Two zero zero, you say. Hold on a second, let me uh, get this set. Uh, All right, here we go. Two zero zero and play. Does that dress fit our eye? I want to know why it falls off in our Are you okay? Okay. Go ahead, Dan. All right. Here's my opinion, and I know it's not going to be shared, but this is one of my favorite songs on the album. I think it's a bold move to put your acoustic, beautiful song right after two very boring songs. However, when I heard this song, a friend made me a mixtape with this and for members only on it. Mm-hmm. So those are the two songs that introduced me. Sure. If I would have listened to this album straight through and then 200 was right after the two songs I found boring, I might have found this song boring. But I think this song is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I, think it's a, I think it's a song about an ex being overly sexually active and it's bothering him. Like, mm-hmm. does this dress fit? Why does it keep falling off? You look awful with a mouthful of sex with, like drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's an awesome song. I just think uh, on the album, because of how this album plays out, it's placed in a bad spot. <laughs> I'd argue it should have been placed at all. This is this is like actually one of my least favorite songs on the. Are I you? Yeah, I do. I do. Him? I do not. I do not <laughs> like this song at all. This Get is this. This, <laughs> this is this is just it's. <laughs> The notes I put here are cliche, uh, cliche after cliche in this song. This feels like the precursor to the song "Hey There, Delilah," and it's really irritating me. Could, Damn right. Could have been something wow. a little bit more memorable, perhaps with a stronger chorus. But my God, did this song come across as ham-fisted? Okay, well, <laughs> no, not your opinion. Um, actually, well, I guess we did, so it's fine. The, the views and opinions <laughs> so, of, of of the Bitchkin no, are not expressed so, above the uh, B side ourselves podcast. That used as directed because I. I agree with Dan. I love this song. Yeah, this, I do too. This, this is my part of my second favorite song, um, after uh, "Members Only," um, and oh, I, I just love it. it it's it, it's it's funny because like I, I Dan kind of stole the words out of my mouth where I was worried, and it probably is pretty, I guess, ballsy to put this song after like some slower songs that were like really really sh- kind of shit, um, and. I was pleasantly surprised. Like it's, I like loved like the tone, the vocals. It's, it, it, it really 
hit home for me. Um, and it was at this point where I thought it, like the album kind of took a, a little bit of a turn um, in a really more positive direction, personally. So. so track eight, To Better My Angel. To Better My Angel. My angel. You sing it, Danny. Sing it. Sing along. So I just saw that, but my my wife just threw like a little Cheeto at me and it hit me right in the eye. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. I was wondering what you did to your eye. <laughs> she was trying to think, like to like throw it in my mouth, and then it definitely uh, ricocheted off my eye. So, <laughs> GG. All right, so that's to better my angel. We get back into the energy we love from the first half of this album. It's got the most sing along chorus, simple chorus ever. But imagine singing that in a crowd like that's that's just fun mm-hmm. um, for sure. My first note here. Oh, also, I love the dueling guitar parts in this song. Mm-hmm. This is when I start to see a theme. And I only saw this past few listen throughs. Mm-hmm. Was he in an abusive relationship? Because this song makes it Seems sound like, like it. he got his ass kicked in a fight by a girlfriend for real. And then that theme comes up a few more times in the last half of this album. Yeah, I definitely uh, saw it too. I mean, I don't, I don't have many like it's like notes on this. Um, it just, I don't know if it, if I, again, I saw like, the, the thoughts of like just being like I guess like like, like drunk and being like I guess like like dumped I guess, but definitely like uh, like an abusive relationship definitely kind of like uh, runs through this uh, like the, the the song as well and I'm like oh, hits me hard there, hits you right I in mean, the feels. He says, with broken wrists and weaker fists, this is the last fight I'll give away. Yeah. There's something terrible locked in her attic, and I'm told I can feel it on my face. I'm like, you getting, you getting punched in the face, buddy? Dude, I was sure. I mean, do we need we need I mean, to get an intervention here? What's going on? <laughs> Who do you need to talk to? Show me on the doll where she hurts you, buddy. Show me on the doll. There's a spot by a bathroom door. I dropped so fast right through the floor when I lost grip on everything. Ugh. Oof. That's not good. Buddy. Buddy, I think but... you got your ass kicked, and I'm, I'm hoping you're okay. Mm. So, um, notes I have here. I said, uh, gosh, the back half of this album is really a bit of a head-scratcher because I disliked the last two songs, and here I am now liking this song a lot. Uh, right? Yeah, so it's... I don't know. That, <laughs> that's all I wrote there, and, and it feels pretty fucking poignant. Um, yeah, I... Very much indicative of that that time uh, of, of generation of music, and man, it just, it just takes me back to to high school days. Love it, mm. Benny, Benny. Did you have anything else? Nope, I'm good. I thought you said stuff. I didn't know if you said well, all. Of your I stuff. I said stuff, but we moved on. <laughs> Benny <laughs> Benny says stuff and things all the time. Track nine between horns and halos. Let's go. Oh shit.
All right, so this is a this is a complete stray away from the rest of the album, in my opinion, because this is a pop punk song. The drumming and the way he sings it, like the every other el- song on this album is an alternative indie emo banger, but this song is straight up pop punk. Yep. Um, and it also really sounds like he's still in a really messy relationship. No wonder he swears off love in these love songs. <laughs> she comes unglued and he feels the misery across his face. I mean, he is. That was a lyric from this one. He is, his face is getting beaten. Damn. Poor guy. feel like we need to take him out for a beer or something. Uh, I wrote, uh, yes, yes, and yes. A perfect rocker. Why does this? Why doesn't this band do more of this? While the verses are a bit meh, the chorus brings this whole song together. Really wish there was a little more power behind it, but man, when it hits, it fucking hits. Um, so yeah, I, I re- if you can't tell, I really like this song. <laughs> no, I I thought it was pretty right as well. I mean, it kind of seems like, again, I'm maybe I'm reading too much into this, but maybe he it's about a sexual encounter with like a virgin, maybe? Oh. I think he's talking a lot about Mary about I think bleeding from a place like Hail Marys and ale. I mean, it's I mean I don't, maybe I'm just reading too much into that, but I'm like maybe like well, I mean you are the poet of the of the the crew here, Benny. So well, Mary is like the most like infamous like virgin of all. Of all. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, why? Who's Mary? Oh, stop! I'm just okay. kidding. Don't <laughs> stop. Um, but I mean, again, it's that's what. And what I'm kind of thinking too is like one of the very first lines, he's like looking out a second floor window. Like maybe he like did this and he's like, oh shit, I have to get the fuck out of here. And maybe he's just like, like, like looking for an escape. Um, maybe. 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 You don't know. But again, I don't know what's going through the, the, this guy's mind. Who's the lead singer's name? Oh, man. You want me to Do you know? Oh, yeah, no. come on, man. Did... What, what we pay you uh, for, Dan? Nick Torres, I think. Yeah, Nick cool. Torres. Nick, Nick Torres. Well, I don't know what Mr. Nick is thinking, but that's kind of what I got from it. Again, I'm just taking the looks at face value. Who, who the hell knows what he's actually talking about? But I mean, between like the like the blood metaphors and the Mary like metaphors, very, I kind of thought that you can that's see it now weird. completely. It's very dark. <laughs> yeah. So who knows? Um, but uh, seems some. Like, like he might regret it a little bit. Who knows? Ooh. Ooh. What's up? I just found out that he's in a band called Casino now from 2007 to 2020, and they have like five albums. kind of want to check those out now. I did not know that. Interesting. Oh. Ho, ho, ho. All right. Track 10, Digital Me. Digital Me. Hang on one second, everybody. I don't know why it just advanced without me. Okay, here we go. All right, so Digital Me is kind of the more alternative rock song on the album. Like, the last one was pop punk. This was more alt rock. The way he goes from sleepy to yelly with his singing style. Uh, I really enjoy the guitars in this one. The way he sings the chorus is pretty badass. I think this is a pretty great. Like I said, it's just the middle of this album that's kind of bums me out because I think these songs are great. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Oh, Shakuna didn't like this one, huh? Mm. That's funny because it feels so 90s alternative that. That seems right up your alley, man. I know. You, you would think I, that. Uh, the spill no- the beans, good sir. Spill the beans. The note. The notes I put down here are what happens when you have Taking Back Sunday try and cover a used song. You get digital <gasps> money. Very, very forgettable. The only redeeming quality is the solid bass work on this song, and that is it. There's solid bass work. Yeah, that that is it. And I'm not wow. even like, and I'm not even like a bass player. Like, but I'm like, God, oh, I'm like, this is actually pretty some, some pretty solid bass work. I'm like, fuck, it's it sucks that the rest of the song sucks. Yeah. I always thought this would have been their radio single if they did it. Really? You think, you think so? It's, it's got like the formula of yeah. a radio single. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, it does seem different than like the rest of like the rest of the album. Kind of like you pointed out with like the pop punk of the last one, but it seems kind of just like like a like a, a drinking song maybe. Um, and I could see myself like I guess like, like jamming on this if I ever saw it live. But I guess not my favorite song, but I still enjoyed it. So that's all I have for it. Right on. Well, gents, we're down to the final track. What's it called, Dan? Oh, track eleven, Rocket City. Rocket City. <laughs> Okay, so I get a little deep on this one. Oh, shit, this okay. This is a pretty kind of bland final song, to be honest, because I think... Really? Yeah, I think the last, you know, three, four songs are better. Um, but the lyrics are intense because he talks a lot about, like, when I fall down, don't forget me, and, like, things about that. This is their last song on the last album they ever put out. Did they know they were going to break up at the end of the year? Like, he's worried about Maybe. people forgetting who he is in this song. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Foreshadowing what was coming. I, I don't think it's a bad song at all. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, there's only like two songs on the album I don't love. I'll still jam out to the whole thing. But sure. I thought this was kind of a weaker ending. Oh. See, okay. I completely disagree with you, Dan. I think this is actually probably the more solid ending uh, for this record. I, okay. So the notes I put were, yes, just yes. If the band was really trying to send this album out with a bang, this was the song to do it. Second, if not, favorite song on the album. Oh, nice. Yeah, so there you go. So, I didn't think it was a bad song, so I'm cool with that. No, I, I agree with Jakuna. So I actually also disagree with you, <laughs> uh, Daniel. I thought it was like a great ending um, to like to the like to the album. I, I kind of like I don't, I kind of did like touch on also what you actually said was that a theme of the end um, in this song. Which I thought makes it a perfect end, like end cap to this album. Um, I think it, like it's definitely one of those like I hate my hometown and if I if I, I'm probably gonna die here, like kind of vibes too. Which I which again it's pretty stereotypical of like of like those emo like pop punk songs. Like even like now that 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 stereotype still exists, um, of just like hating your hometown. But I thought it was a, it was a great fucking song and actually it was, a, it was my top it was my third favorite hey so, look at that nice what i thought was weak about it is i want to bring up that throughout this whole album he is a poet he's writing amazing weird ass lyrics that don't always make sense but they go really well together in some fashion sure, sure. in this song he repeats when i fall down don't forget me or if i stay here i'm dying forever or when i fall down don't forget me if i stay here die forever i'll knock stars down and die like he repeats the stuff 
quite a bit. I like the way he sings it. Do not get me wrong, but it's very repetitive for what he's been doing throughout the album. Yeah, I could see where you're coming from with that. Uh, But I still feel like even if the lyrics aren't exactly like super solid, I feel that the band's instrumentation kind of helps to push it along at least. So that way it either tries to cover it up or at, at the very least mask it. Okay. You yeah. know, I don't know. I, All right. I, so that I was like it. that was North Star's Pollyanna. I got to bring you guys an album neither of you have heard before. From a band I've never even heard before either, for that matter. So yeah, yeah. I had no idea this band existed. Pretty amazing, man. So so kudos <laughs> to you on that one, Dan. Uh, I I guess round robin scores. What are, what are we uh, what are we rate in this album? I I I'll go first since I picked it. I still I rate it like an eight point five. I think it's a pretty solid amazing album that i think a lot of people if you're into this type of music you need to hear especially from that like, era in specifics it makes me sad that they didn't blow up with this album because because of the style of this music it's a perfect album of that style sure yeah for sure i could i could vibe with that uh and with but... the people they were touring with how did people like they had to have unless they just sucked live which is entirely know, possible cool. Because yeah. there are bands that I think we can all agree that we have seen uh, that we enjoy like their studio albums, but their live presentation isn't exactly. Uh, let's just say maybe it's it's lacking a tiny bit. I know. I thought about like if I saw Tiggy Back Sunday now live. I was just gonna say oh, if I saw them live and it never. Heard I knew that's exactly albums, what Benny was gonna say too. I would not go back and listen to their so, albums. I agree, and that that kind of breaks my heart um, a little bit because I mean, I think when the majority of their of their fans, I think they probably don't get a lot of of new new fans based on the live performance, like <laughs> as right, like as someone like, saw, like went to like, a festival, had no idea they existed, and then saw them live, they'd be like, I'm never fucking checking out their music ever, like pass, it, like it'd be it'd be probably a hard pass, like luckily. Like I, I found them like like when like they were like decent live and obviously got into like tell t- your friends like, like like first and that's what kind of drove like my fandom but yeah I like, guess who knows maybe they are like maybe this band is is was really terrible live but who knows um but I I definitely agree that listeners if you've seen North Star live let us know how they were yeah please we don't have anything to go off of here please yeah hey so like, so Benny tell us what we're shit and. <laughs> Like they are amazing live because we're we not no saying they're bad live. We're saying that's a possibility. On why they we just don't well, know. I know. I'm just saying that. So my my commands for for taking my Sunday. So who the hell knows? <laughs> I saw. I I will always give if they're at like a festival or a show I'm at. I will give Take It Back Sunday a chance still because in 2004 or five I saw them with Thursday on a tour. It was one of the most incredible shows I've ever seen. It was back <sighs> sure. when they were. I don't know. They were on. Adam was just actually singing good and he was doing his mic tricks and it was the most entertaining show I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, I've seen them a few times and they've been okay. And then I've seen them terribly. Yeah. Like, oh, garbage. Like, walk away yeah. garbage. <laughs> I think the it's last sad. time I saw Taking Back Sunday like perform really, really well was when they opened up for Jimmy Eat World for the Futures Tour. Uh, not mm. not when the album first came out when they it was their twentieth or we you know like tenth anniversary or whatever for, of of the uh, the album, man they were just they were fucking on uh, and uh, yeah. put solid 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 performance, uh, but then like I think the last time I saw them after that was maybe it was the Summer Gods tour I don't remember 
Uh, but it, it was it was definitely like within the past five years, and I remember just being so disappointed. Like I'm like, it's sad. Yeah, <laughs> it literally it literally felt like I kind of like looked at Adam on stage. I'm like, wait a second. Is like is someone did they like did they bring someone out from the crowd to like to sing his his vocals or are, are, am I getting punked here? What what's going on? And then and, and I was like, no, yeah, no, that's actually him singing. And Fuck. I mean, I I know like. Both of you aren't a fan of all their albums, but I actually generally can find love in all their albums. Sure. Like, no, I can too. Every single one. Every single one. Even 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 Tidal Wave. Like I actually really like Tidal Wave. Like I remember like they when I saw them like last, I believe, they played Tidal Wave in its entirety and mm-hmm. then dabbled into like other like like their like back catalog. And I thought it was I thought it was great. Um but again, it's 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 a shame that it gets that like the live presence has has gone downhill, but I still like like love everything they put out. So. Sure, absolutely. But, no, they're they're a solid band all the way through. It just it's it. I, <laughs> I feel like they need to do what they did with um. Oh God, what was the band? Oh, it, what they did with Journey and 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 just and find someone that sounds like Adam from like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, and then just and then bring and then bring him on and just say, all right, Adam, it's time for you to retire, buddy. It's okay, no, no big deal, no hard feelings. Because <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the band's solid. It's like with if they just if they just removed him from the equation and it had something that sounds exactly like him, like uh, like they do with Journey, man, be be good, be a good live show. Um, All right, what's your rating, Shakuna? Uh, yeah. So my rating, I'm going to give this a little bit of a lower rating uh, because there were definitely a lot of songs on here that I wasn't like super jazzed about. Um, that said, it's still a very good album. Um, so I'm going to give it a, uh, based upon that, I'm going to give it a 7.5. I'm good. I'm good. It's, it, you know, an average score, a little, a little above average. Um, but yeah, de- definitely nothing that sets the world on fire for me. So yeah, mine was also in that range i was thinking to like 7.5 7.6 so yeah i'll, I'll just agree with you Jakuna, that that's like where i was kind of uh like, thinking as well 7.5 buddies hey, all day let's go 7.5 album i'm cool with that yeah no but honestly like it's if there wasn't that i guess like mediocrity in the in like the middle i would have like rated this higher because i did love a lot of these songs um, so I like I don't want you to think, Dan, that I, I'm shitting on it because, as you kind of point out, like I I like loved a lot of a lot of this album. So right on, sweet. So uh, with that being said, hey uh, hey Daniel, where can I find you on the internet? You can find me at Ecto Cooler Ghost at Rocket City. <laughs> at Rocket City? Oh, I mean anywhere on the internet. <laughs> Got it. That's the digital me if you're looking. Yeah, yeah. Find, <laughs> find, a, find us on the new the new app Rocket oh. City. So before we get we wrap this up, so um, Rocket City is Huntsville, Alabama. That's like the oh, like, is it? That's, oh. that's how I that's how I knew because I, I, I did look it up. I meant to like bring it up previously and I forgot to, so that's why it's called Rocket City because Huntsville, Alabama is like the, their nickname is Rocket City. So. I wonder why that is. Is it do like they produce rockets for the military or something? I don't know. Maybe who knows? How who did you find that out? I feel like that information's for members only. Oh <laughs> God. Hey, so, Benny, where can I find you on the internet? Uh, Benny and the Wax. Um, question mark, the way you said that. Everywhere, everywhere. Like, I'm Ron Burgundy. Anywhere you find anything, and I'll probably be there. Nice, I like that. And you can find me at the Big Shakuna uh, everywhere online as well. That's uh, Shakuna spelled S H A K U N A. In case you 
Didn't know that. I don't even know why I said that. Doesn't matter. You can go to our website, besideourselves.com, for all of our links, socials. Hey, maybe even some merch, if that's something you're into. Do you like clothes? You should buy some clothes from us. We we, we have clothes with, des- with designs on them and stuff. And Dan swears to us one of these days he's going to make some new designs. So, you know, maybe... <laughs> I'm just giving you shit, Dan. Anyways, but make sure to go to our website. Once again, that is BesideOurselves.com for all the goodness and stuff and things and words and whatnot. And with that being said... It's time to flip that record over. Yeah! Pop Operator, punk. is this is this song almost over? I can't hold much longer. Uh, I can't hold much longer. You sound like AM radio. Ah. <laughs> and will you tell all your friends? Ew. Sorry.